0: Guys, I've been crushing it. I've been killing it. Your boys got shredded in the past 75 days. And then I made a mistake. I, uh, As soon as I finished my program, I had some bourbons. Some people warned me not to. They said that alcohol's poison at any dose. Turns out they were right. I had bourbons two days in a row. And uh, your boy's been sick. Sick as a dog. I don't know if I caught COVID from that lady at the nursing home. Uh, I, I don't know where it came from, but I, the alcohol definitely had something to do with it. So, reality is punishing me, telling me to get back on track, quit fucking around. So I brought in someone to help me just do that. Welcome Terry Butchart, <laughs> Silverback hey. Nutrition.
1: Hey Timmy. Hey. I, I, I didn't. I didn't know you got the vid. I, w- I wouldn't have done this. I, I don't want to. Oh. I don't want to. Well, you
0: know what? It's. I don't know what I have, but uh, I I'm feeling better today. It's been like two or three days of. Uh, feeling miserable. And,
1: uh, yeah, man, I got like all, all my nutrition clients right now. They're all like, they're all banged up. They're all like been sick for a week. Super, super unmotivated. Can't, can't eat anything. Can't keep anything down. So there's definitely, there's definitely something going around right now. So I'm not sure what it is, but I haven't got it. You keep it to yourself.
0: I (laughs) I will. Hopefully I don't computer virus it over to you or something like that. (laughs) All right. I wanted to have you on because, uh, Terry, for those of you uh, who are out there in audience land, is a, a co-worker. He's a fellow firefighter, and uh, he's very involved in the fitness community. Terry, I see you all over social media, all over North America competing in CrossFit. And, uh, you know, when you're at work, you, you can be guaranteed he, he, Terry's in the gym. Uh, you're in there quite often two times a day hitting it. So what, uh, tell me a little bit about your fitness journey. Where did it start? How'd you get into CrossFit?
1: Yeah. So, uh, always, always kind of been an athletic guy, you know, growing up, uh, you know, nothing, nothing super elite or anything, you know, kind of swam, played hockey, baseball, you know, ran cross country. Um, and then as I got older, I didn't, you know, I just kind of went to the good life fitness kind of thing, you know, you know, you and I are about the same age, Tim, you know, buys and tries. Yeah. uh, (laughs) And and just kind of hit the thing. And then when I, when I got into emergency services, so, you know, nearly 20 years ago is kind of when I really upped my game, I guess, in terms of of fitness level and stuff like that, Uh, you know, had to, had to be in decent shape to get into the profession. Uh, Wanted to stay in decent shape as a professional firefighter, right. For the community and stuff like that. And, and kind of through that journey led me to to CrossFit. Uh, And then there was guys on the job that were already doing it. And I was like, ah, you know, that's that's stupid. I don't want to do that. That looks like I'm going to hurt myself. I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. And then I, and then I ended up getting into it and I've been doing it for the last 10 years. And then, like you said, it, it's it's been an amazing journey. Like it's kept me it's kept me probably in the best shape of my life. It's kept me in the best shape for, you know, like my, my peers, my co-workers, the community that, that you and I serve. Uh, and it's given me these incredible opportunities to travel around. And like you said, you know, c- kind of go around North America. I, I was just in Phoenix, you know, week, week and a half ago competing at a, a pretty elite competition. And, you know, I, I have the opportunity to make these, these friendships and, and get the word out about fitness kind of at the master's level, which is, you know, you and me and 50 year old guys, you know, it's like, Hey, yeah, we're older, but we're, we're still kicking it, man. We're still in the gym. We're still doing it. And we're still pretty functional. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's you know, I had uh, Chad Granger on a little while ago and and um you know, it's counterintuitive, but as Chad was saying, you know, you got to lift heavy as you get older. It's like, you know, that that's what builds up your resilience and protects you. I mean, you and I see day in day out, we go to these old frail individuals mm-hmm. who should be living their best years. I mean, they're retired now. They're they're on the home stretch. They should be enjoying life, but they they are so feeble and they fall and then it's it's over for them, right? They get a, that hip fracture, they're in the hospital and they just waste away and that's the end of their life. And, you know, all the research, everything is showing us that that uh, lifting heavy and, and doing these kinds of activities is l- quality of life. It, it, it uh, extends your health span, right? It's not just about how long you live, but also how long you live healthy and able to do the things you you like to do. Um, I want to know a little bit more about CrossFit and guys, I want to get into picking Terry's brain about, uh, because he's, he's not just a CrossFit athlete. He also is a coach, a fitness coach, and you don't just coach CrossFit. You coach people in whatever their goals are, right? I I, Mm -hmm. I've seen that you've been coaching, for example, guys that are trying out for fire departments and they got to pass that physical. And there's specific activities you have to do and, and thresholds you have to meet. And so you help clients build programs that help them meet their specific targets. So I want to get into how we can set our own goals and kind of build our own programs. Um, but I want to find out a little bit more about CrossFit and what drew you to it. Cause what you said kind of is, is the same thing that is going on in my brain. It's like, that seems like a recipe for getting injuries. Uh, it seems like, uh, it, it's a sport for guys who like to get good at exercise. Stuff like <laughs> that. Um, you know, and, and, I, I don't know. I, I I mean, the one thing I love about CrossFit is that it was invented by a libertarian, uh, Glassman or whatever his name is, Greg Glassman, is that his yeah. name? Yeah. yeah. And um, and so that that's got that going for it. But what is it about CrossFit? What is CrossFit exactly, and why should we consider that as a a fitness modality?
1: So so CrossFit as as its own modality is just it's it's cross training, right? It's it's taking kind of these aspects from all these different uh a training modality so gymnastics olympic weightlifting uh power lifting track and field swimming you know what i mean and and it's kind of combined it into this to this sport where you know every day i go in the gym and i pull up my workout and i i, I don't know what i'm getting right it, it's constantly varied it's the movements are always different so i you know in the old days like i mentioned before you know you know my, monday monday was my chest day hit good life fitness right do my chest. Now it's like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to get. Right. So my body, my body never adapts. And, and the reason I like that is because that's, that's our profession. We don't ever do the same thing twice. You know, we, we, we go to car accidents, but it's never the same car accident, you know, or we go to a medical call and it's never the same medical call. So I I think by, by training in this way, it's really given me an appreciation for our profession is that nothing's ever the same any day we go to work. And, and that's how I approach my training is. Nothing's ever the same and my body just never has the chance to, to adapt. My body doesn't go, Hey, Terry, it's Monday. Let's go blast the chest. It's like, right, right. listen, asshole. We don't, we don't know what's coming. So yeah. <laughs> Buckle in because here we right. go. So. so you're constantly
0: <laughs> living outside of your comfort zone. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. Where, where do these workouts come from? Is there like a, a- Central CrossFit central that you get your workouts uh, from or there,
1: there, there's no plethora of, of online material to do the stuff. So you can go to your local, you can, you can Google, go to your local CrossFit gym. Uh, a lot of people, they, they have a gym, but they don't pay for the name CrossFit to be attached to it. They don't pay right. that affiliate fee. So they, you know, they have like, you know, Tim's functional fitness, you know, if you find a gym, even with that, you're, you're going to find stuff. Uh, for someone starting out in the sport, I would, I would highly recommend going to a gym. This is not stuff you can, you can learn at home. You're just, you're going to end up hurting yourself. And then you're going to say, Hey, this is what everyone's talking about. This is a dangerous sport. I got hurt and nobody should be doing this as opposed to going to work with a coach. You know, I've been doing this for 10 years. I I started in a gym, you know, I got better. I train on my own now, but you know, I I've learned the skills to make sure that I don't get hurt. So uh, if you're, if you're new, go to a gym, if you got a little more experience, a little more seasoned, you you can find all the stuff you want online. I, I pay a monthly fee for a program. I open it up on the app. I go to the garage and and I hit my workouts.
0: Right. Hmm. Okay. And what are the main um, kind of movements uh, in, in CrossFit? Like what what could you expect to do in a CrossFit gym?
1: Yeah. So usually usually the typical breakdown is going to be you're going to go in do some sort of warm up then you're going to get into some lifting. Okay. Now it, depending on the day, depending on what they've arranged, it could be a back squat, a front squat, an overhead squat, a deadlift, a bench press. you know what I mean? Like some sort of compound movement it could be Olympic lifting, the snatch, the clean and jerk. Um, you're looking at the strength component usually coming up first. And then after that, then they have what's like the wad, the workout of the day. And that honestly, Tim, that could be, that could be anything. It could mm-hmm. be four minutes. It could be 20 minutes. It could be, you know, so many rounds for time, it could be complete, you know, these movements as many times in a row as possible in 15 minutes. Like it's, it's, it's all over the map and it could have something to do with the lift. You just did, or it could have absolutely nothing to do with the lift. You just did. There's no, sometimes like there is an overall pattern. Like they have usually like, you know, say six to eight training week cycles and, and there's an overall go to, you know, build, build your deadlift, build your, you know, your strict press, build whatever your back squat. Right. But then after that, you know, the, the functional part of it, the, the cardio portion of it is anyone's guess.
0: Right. Right. And I guess, uh, you know, training for a competition has got to be difficult too, because you don't know what events you're going to have when you show up, right? Like it's, it's.
1: Yeah. I, so I spent a fair amount of time training that uh, as you alluded to, and honestly, I went to California in September for a competition and man, they, they said, Hey, here's this event. And it was like Handstand walking backwards, and I was like, "What the oh. hell is? This? I I I'd never even heard of it. I never even practiced it. And I show up at this thing. And it's like, hey, you got to do this backwards. I'm like, wow, okay. So I, I mean, that's kind of the cool thing of the sport. You show up to these events, and it's like, here here you go. And it's like, well, everyone else has to learn how to fly, so I guess I will too.
0: Right, right. Okay, you you um also help people with coaching. You you're the owner of Silverback New nutrition how'd mm-hmm. you get involved in that and what's what's your experience been like coaching people
1: yeah so I so the silverback nutrition came about a couple of years ago uh I've, I found in the in the later years of our lives we're often referred to as silverbacks as masters athletes so mm. I kind of took that and ran with it and said hey I, I think I really want to do something for people and it kind of started out I wanted to help people in the fire department with their nutrition and stuff and then that kind of branched into CrossFit athletes, and then that branched into other people contacting me. So what started out as I was looking to work with older athletes uh, to help them prep for maybe CrossFit competitions and stuff like that, that just kind of evolved organically. And it just, you know, I have one girl I'm helping get ready. She's trying to make the 2028 Olympics in indoor cycling. Um, wow. I, you know, I have the kids that are trying to get into the profession as professional firefighters that need to pass, you know, the CPAT you know, in, in the southern part of Alberta or the U of A test here in the northern part. And everyone's got their own goals, but it just kind of it just blew up into this thing I wasn't expecting it to be. And it's been great. You know what I mean? So I I, I thought I was going to end up working with one, you know, one clientele. And then it's just branched out. And honestly, that's that diversity has made me a better coach because I'm I'm in the books. I'm 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 reading what the what's latest and greatest thing is. Like, you know, me training a kid to be a firefighter is not the me is me trying to help someone make the Olympics. You know, it's it's very, very different. So it's been, it's been fantastic. Silverback's been great. And and I'm really glad that I started that company.
0: Right. And, um, you, it's called nutrition. So obviously you're helping them out with their, their nutritional plan Mm -hmm. as well as their workout plan. Um, and it's kind of just grown organically, like you said. So, so what does coaching look like then? How, how do you help people out?
1: Yeah. So, so in, in terms of the nutrition, so there's, a, there's always the saying, you can't, you can't out-train a bad diet, right? So the, the, if you look at the health and fitness pyramid, the, the founding layer, the base layer of that is nutrition, right? So that's kind of where I, I took my approach was like, well, if your nutrition sucks, it doesn't really matter how much you train. It doesn't matter how much you hit the gym. If you're going to go, you know, smash three bourbons a day and then hit McDonald's, like you can't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not not slagging your brother, but (laughs) the fact is, is like, if if people have certain goals and they want to achieve those goals, so become a firefighter, get to the CrossFit games, get to the Olympics, whatever it is. I mean, you have to eat healthy to be able to perform in the gym, in those training sessions to get to where you want to go. Right. So that's why it's silverback nutrition, not silverback nutrition and fitness. But then that kind of segued into, I started helping kids with the uh, prep for the firefighter uh, physical tests. And, and I still do that. Right. And I still build programs and, and I enjoy doing that. And it's usually like a a six week program. Um, and that's been great, right? The kids have had great results. And the, I think the downside sometimes of online programming is, you know, I'm, I'm giving you a program and I think it'll be successful for you, but I'm not in the gym with you. I can't, I can't make you lift the weights. I can't make you, I don't give you drive. I'm, you know, like you have to have a certain amount of you know, intestinal fortitude to, to do these things yourself.
0: Yeah. So people come to you, obviously they already have kind of a goal in mind. What, what's the key um, to to staying motivated or to, to getting in there and just being consistent with it?
1: Yeah. You know what, that really, that's really up to the individual. Like I said, it's like, I can't, you know, I, I wish I could, I wish I owned a gym to be honest with you, I wish I owned my own space and I could have people come in and train with them and, you know, lead from the front, but I, but I don't, right. I'm an online right. presence and that's what I do. And I spend a lot of time on zoom meetings and FaceTime and really trying to motivate people and, and be like, listen, like you came to me, like, this is where you are. This is where you want to be like, let's get you there. But at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter if it's nutrition or fitness. Like I can give Tim Moen a nutritional plan, but yeah it's up to you to follow it. Right. Right. I can, I can give you a workout program and you want to deadlift 600 pounds, right? You're a big, strong guy. I've seen you lift and I give you the program. But if, if you, if you don't lift and train, then you're not going to achieve that goal. So ultimately you got to, you got that person has to look in the mirror and be like, okay, why am I not where I am? And if the first thing is to point your finger at the coach and be like, well, this guy sucks, (laughs) you can, you can do that, but you got to have some honesty with yourself. Like, did I, did I give it everything I had?
0: Right. Yeah, I think a lot of people too hire a coach because it's like, okay, I'm giving this guy some money, and that means I better show up to the gym to get what I'm paying for, right? Because you yeah. know, you're not gonna give them gains by osmosis or something like that. They got to go work for it. You're giving them the the technical um, information and the plan to help them hit their goals in a, in an optimally efficient way. Um, but yeah, that's a big thing. And one of the, one of the things I found too was you know, I did this 75 hard program and I'd basically taken probably at least a year off out of the gym. Like maybe I w- was in the gym a couple times. And, um, Lisa, this friend of mine texted me and said, Hey, I'm starting 75 hard tomorrow. You want to go? And my initial reaction was fuck that. No, no way. Like, yeah. and I'm like, why am I having such a violent reaction to this? So I, I finally, after resisting for like two hours. I finally texted her back, said, okay, I'm in. And, um, and yeah, it sucked for the first couple of days, but then you get in a groove and yeah. you know, it, it's like, people think that, uh, that there's a certain amount of willpower you have and and then you kind of whittle it down and you have to, but I found it's the other way around. It's like, if you have no willpower, but you just force yourself to take that first step, all of a sudden you start building up more and more willpower, more motivation starts coming your way. It's almost like a, a, an exercise in and of itself of, uh, of gaining that. So yeah,
1: I, I, I literally did a post today and I'm pretty sure I put it in there. It's like that old adage. It's like the, the hardest start, the, the hardest part of any journey is taking that first step.
0: Right? right.
1: So, so for you doing that 75 workout, you know, the hardest part was doing day one. Yeah. Right. Like you, you weren't, you know, you can't worry about day 75. Like let's get through day one. It's like, Oh shit, that was okay. Like on to day two. You know, yep. like micro goals, and when you add up all the micro goals, you're you're going to end up at the finish line.
0: Yeah, you you end up with rock hard abs and uh, <laughs> popping cum gutters, just pew like that. Oh wow! Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, we'll keep it PG. We'll try to keep yeah. it PG. Yeah. Um, yeah a lot of people watching this it's it, are going to be thinking about new year's resolutions. Um, mm. first of all, should people make new year's resolutions in your opinion? Uh, what, what should be their plan going forward? They're like, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fat lazy. So-and-so I've been drinking bourbons and eggnog and stuffing myself with stuffing and chocolates. Yeah. I put on a few pounds. I got to I, fix this.
1: I, I literally posted about that today. And it was like, you know what, it's it's the time of year, everyone's going to be doing New Year's resolutions. And and my post was all about, what are you waiting for? Like, why don't you just yeah. start today? Like what, like, there's still like two weeks left in 2023. Like, what, why don't we hit 2024 running instead of you being like 20, January 1st, you know, I'm going to start. It's like, well, you have two yeah. weeks, you could be working towards your goals right now. Like, what, what are you waiting for? Right. And, it, you know, you get into the holiday season and stuff and I, and I'm, I'm the same way. Like I like to cut loose a little bit. I'll have some beers, you know, maybe I, my diet's not as strict. And that, I think that's good for people. Right. But you know, the people that sit around and you know, they they always promise themselves something. It's like January 1st, I'm going to do it, you know, right. or I'm going to start, but I'm going to start Monday. You know, yeah. the, 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 the putter offers. A lot of times those are the people that just will never be successful is because they just, they just don't have the diligence to be accountable to themselves. Right. And, and ultimately, and going back to stuff you were talking about, is like, if you're, if you're working out with somebody, you know, or you hire a coach, you're looking for accountability. That's what you're looking for. Like I I haven't, I haven't invented anything you can't find on the internet. I'm not claiming to be the great creator of something new, but people pay for a service for me because they want that check-in and they want me to be like, okay, what happened? What did you do? And how are we going to fix this? right. And they want that accountability because when you don't have a coach, it's, it's too easy to sit there and be, yeah, I'll I'll do it tomorrow. Right. Or I'll do it later. And then tomorrow becomes three days, which becomes a week, which becomes a month and you never get back to it.
0: Right. Right. Well, I, I know exactly that type of thinking, right. Because it's like, okay, I'll, I'll start, I'll start a new program here, a new mesocycle. Um, I've got a couple family events coming up. I don't Mm -hmm. want, uh, you know, I'm going to have to drink alcohol here. I'm going to have to have some junk food there. Go to a movie. I'm not going to go to a movie without having a giant tub of popcorn, absolutely layered with butter. I mean, obviously, and sprinkled with uh, M&Ms. I mean, good God. So I'm obviously not going to start my program till all that's done. The problem is that keeps going and going and going. All those opportunities never stop. So um, this has been an interesting time for me because. Um, it was literally just a spur of the moment uh, text that I got that was like, okay, I got to do something. And it, and it was more my reaction to that test, like my violent fuck you reaction to someone saying, hey, why don't you start tomorrow? That made me go like, why am I so resistant yep. to starting? Like, why, why am I going to wait till January 1st when I could literally go to the gym and do something tomorrow? It doesn't have to be, I don't have to break any records. I don't have to like crush myself, but I can do something. I can start, I can take a step. And, um, and yeah, I did. And then, you know, just like I said, it kind of builds there. Now all of a sudden I'm, I'm Mr. Fitness guy, Mr. Fitness enthusiast. Till I fall off the wagon again. So how do I not fall off the wagon again, Terry?
1: Yeah. You know what? I, I, I find like, number one, I, I don't want to give people like the idea, like I'm hundred percent, hundred percent of the time. I'm not Tim, you and I work together. Man, our favorite thing, what yeah. like what's our what's our running joke? Like where, where do we love to hit?
0: KFC, baby. KFC, right? Like a double breakfast. down. It's it's got meat for buns. I mean, what's yeah, like, not to love about
1: that? If, if we're working together, like we're we're hitting KFC, that's something you and I love, right? Maybe it's yeah. a Gen X thing. I don't know. But you know, I I I really subscribe to the 80-20 rule. So it's like if you give me diligence 80% of the time, the other 20%, 20% of the time, go do your family functions, go do Christmas, go do, right. you know, there's a wedding. I don't care. Have your three bourbons. It doesn't matter to me, but you give me 80%, I'm gonna give you results, right? Yeah, so those results is what keeps you going. So the question was, how do you maintain forward momentum in, in in this sphere? It's like results, right? When when people step on a scale and they're like, holy shit, I'm down five pounds, that motivates them to keep going, right? Or conversely, you know, you're trying to put on size, you're trying to be a power lifter, you're trying to move more weight. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm up, right? Or you look in the mirror and it's like, holy shit, like I, I've never seen you know, these abs before or some sort of definition and we're all vain in some way. And, but these are the markers that keep us going. We like how we look in the mirror. We like the compliments from people saying, Hey, you look good. You look thinner. You look muscular. You know what I mean? And that it's, it, it, that's the stuff that drives us to keep going forward. Right. Right. Um, that's the everyday person. If you're an athlete, you, you have your own drive. You have the internal drive to keep going, right. Because you're, you're trying to compete in some sort of sport.
0: Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'm a Tim Moen show listener. So, um, you know, I'm a pretty sharp cookie. Uh, I'm above average in terms of people. And uh, I'm, you got me convinced Terry, I'm gonna start tomorrow. (laughs) Where do do I start? Yeah, where do do I start this journey? What does my first step look like? How do I? And there's so much information out there. There's so much, so many diets, there's so many different workout plans. There's so many fitness influencers telling me do this secret sauce or this magic recipe? Where do I even begin here?
1: Honestly, the, the very first step is just like do some research. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, 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 the internet is flooded with information. Right. Um, so, but you can talk to your friends, you can talk to families. Like I I'm, I'm hard pressed to believe like if you're someone who's never really worked out and you haven't really done nutrition that you don't know somebody who does do it. You know, we all have a friend who's kind of the fitness buff or we know somebody who knows somebody talk to them. Information is, is free. And, and that's the frustrating part in, in the space is like, you know, I always try to throw it in a, in a social media post. It's like, Hey, take the first step. Contact us, contact us. Like information's free. You know what I mean? You lose nothing by calling up good life fitness and being like, Hey, what are your hours? What are your membership rates? Like you want step one, maybe step one tomorrow is, is getting out of your house and, and walking, walking your dogs. Cause you've never done it. Walking five k. You know, everyone's first step is going to be different, but you just have to take it, right? Set up attainable goals. And maybe it's a small goal to start. But like I said, you add up all the small goals and the goalpost keeps moving. And all of a sudden you're at the other end of the field.
0: Yeah. And it's that consistency that that's important, right? So, you know, probably the number one thing, what's more important than the type of workout you you choose, the type of diet you choose, you're going to get results no matter what you do if you're consistent, it's that consistency, that's the key and finding something that you can do day in, day out that, um, you know, ideally something that you love to do even right. But, but even if it's not something you love, something you can tolerate at least, um, you know, for, for the minimal effective dose, like what, what's going to move the goal pole, what's going to move the goalpost, um, just do that. And and it could be as little as 15 minutes a day to start, but once you start doing a little bit, um, consistently you're going to feel better and you're going to want to build on that. And you're going to naturally uh, start wanting to do more of that stuff. That's making you feel good. It's like the I first think, time you take care of Terry, it's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't like, you start feeling I, I good. It's like, I, I got to keep chasing that dragon. Right.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know much about the dragon. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest. But uh, you know what, if, if you're, I, I, if you're someone who's starting out and it's like, where do I start? It's like, I, I almost suggest going to like some sort of group fitness class. So, you know, you got your F45s, your orange theories, your CrossFits, I don't know, a a cycling class at millennium place, a TRX strap class. You know, I, I think there's a very big connection between the social aspect of working out and people continuing to work out. Right. Right. It's like you, you, you meet people and you like those people and they have a common interest. And it's like, well, tomorrow I got, you know, I got to go to the gym at nine. Cause that's my crew. And you know, I, I don't, I don't want to not see those people because we go for coffee after. And like, if you can turn it into a social thing, it helps your mental health. That's going to help your physical health. And it's just a positive uh, feedback cycle and it, it's great for everyone.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and, and, but what about, you know, the person who's scared of, of hitting that gym because look, I've never worked out before. I'm flabby. I'm not shape. I'm not like one of these, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a Terry Butchart, uh, out there, you know, I'm going to be humiliated. It's people are going to be judging me. What, what about people like that? What do you have to say to that?
1: Yeah. And, and that kind of goes back to the first step. It's like, you, you, you have to have the courage to take the step through the front door and you have to remember everyone started someplace. So, you know, people look at me, it's like, well, Terry's a pretty fit guy he works out twice a day. He's doing all these cool competitions. Yes, that's true. But I was once a guy who walked into a CrossFit gym going, what the fuck am I doing here? I'm, I I don't belong here. This is way I've never done any, I haven't done 99% of the shit that I'm watching these people do. Like, what am I doing? But then it was like your, your 75 challenge. I got through day one and then I went to day two and that led through the first week, which led to the second week. And then you just become a part of a community and you know, if it's something that you love, then you just keep going. The momentum keeps going, but you got to have the courage to take that first step. Maybe it's a phone call maybe it's a, an email, maybe it's a actually showing up in person and asking somebody, but there's always a first step for somebody. And until someone has the courage to do that on their own or can have an accountability partner that'll help them take that first step, they're just going to stay in place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, gym culture I find is not, the, is not the judgmental place that a lot of people think it is, right? All, like you said, everyone who's there took that first step at one point, they, they were feeling inferior. They were feeling like they're bottom of the pole because let's Frank, frankly, they were at the bottom of the pole when it came to that. But, and so everyone remembers what it's like and everyone is there to help and no one is judging and everyone is super positive, super encouraging. They're, They're there to help. You know, how many times have you received advice or a spot or like help, um, a little tidbit of advice that that's where work- I mean, it's a very, very supportive culture. So I, I 100% agree with you that, uh, that getting that social aspect is a, is a big part of it. Um, okay, that's getting in the gym. What about in terms of eating? Like, do I, you know, how, how am I, if I'm, I'm trying to make some positive change here? Um, what, what are some things I can do with my diet that are going to get me
1: Sure. So, you know, we, there's, uh, there's people out there, intuitive eaters, we'll call them, right? Or visual eaters, right? And you don't necessarily have to hire someone like me who's, who's a nutrition coach, okay? You can do research on yourself. Like I say, my, my job basically comes down to accountability. But if you're someone who's starting out, it's like, okay, well, I, I don't know what to eat. I don't know how to eat. It's like, you know what? Look at your plate. Divide it into four quarters and be like, one quarter of this plate needs to be some sort of protein. One quarter of this plate needs to be some sort of carb. So potatoes, rice, take your pick, right? Sweet, sweet potatoes, whatever. The other half, give me some leafy greens. Give me some, you know, some sort of salad, a little bit of dressing. There you go. There's a healthy meal, right? Right. Make it what you want. You like tuna, eat tuna. You like chicken, eat chicken. You want, you know, lean ground Turkey, fry it up, you know, make it into something. But if you, if you don't know where to start, there's a good place to start quarter, quarter, half, and it'll get you at least in moving in the right direction.
0: Yeah. One of the things I found too, is that, um, you know, once you start being more active, you start looking at food as, as fuel almost Mm. rather than as, um, you know, something to, to give you mouth orgasms or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm doing a heavy lift tomorrow in the gym and I did a heavy lift today in the gym and, what I put in my body now is going to determine whether those workouts are successful or not. Like whether I've repaired my muscles and I'm mm-hmm. building and getting actual gains from the gym is going to determine how much protein, the quality of protein and the quality of carbs and that sort of thing I'm putting in my body. So now that the stakes are up on the food I put in my body, this is a Ferrari baby. It takes, you know, high quality petrol. Right. Yep. And, uh, and then I got to make sure that you know, I'm going to have enough energy for my lift tomorrow. So that means, you know, I'm going to have to have some for myself, have some carbs in my system. Um, and not too much, but not too little. And so you start thinking about food and your meals and the timing of your meals around how is this going to serve my body and how I feel and what I'm able to do with it. And that, that totally, um, again, changes your relationship with food into, you know, I'm not just going after a bag of potato chips and a giant uh, juicy burger uh, to get, get my mouth orgasm on. I'm, I'm actually th- no, I know that stuff is not going to help me with my goal that there's no protein in potato chips. So I'm not going to get any muscle from that.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> and
0: it's going to make me feel like shit. So um, that's one thing I noticed, at least with my relationship with food is, is changed. I look at it differently now.
1: the 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 timing is like that you are bang on with that like the timing of of when you eat and what you eat is is huge right when you're when you're eating for performance and stuff like that um you know carla who who you and i work with she was going to florida for worlds in combat challenge and she was like hey my legs kind of feel sluggish like you know and and we just kind of worked together for a couple weeks did a little change to her to her eating to the timing of what she was doing and she went she crushed it right and and that's the thing is you know, you, you eat too far out and your food's digested and you, you know, you go do a workout, you're going to be lightheaded, right? You're going right. to, you're going to tank you time it right. You're going to be in there. Tim Owen's going to be deadlifting 600 pounds. So it's, sure. it's all about timing and stuff like that. And again, that comes down to working with someone like me as a coach. It's like, okay, when are you training, you know, maybe you have a competition, you're going to compete a couple times a day. We we have to work out a plan. You have to eat at this time. You have to eat this much. You, you know, you get this much break and then we have to eat again. So, there's a lot that goes into it for nutrition for some people. The everyday person maybe not like that. Yeah. But conversely, you also have like you know the shift workers like you and I, where it's like you may not get to eat at all,
0: right? Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's you know if
1: you're if you're a shift worker, if you're emergency services, it's like man, you know I had I had best intentions. I, I prepped all my food, I threw it in a cooler, and I got an ambulance call, and I went out the door, and I forgot my cooler. Well, right. now I'm eating beef jerky and Slurpee from Seven Eleven and. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, like you get yeah. you get through the day, but it's definitely not what you had planned. But that's just the way it goes sometimes.
0: Yeah, and you know, a lot of people might be listening to this thinking, "Oh man, there's so much to know and so much to understand." And yeah, if you if you get passionate about fitness and and if you um, you know want to take it to the next level, which you probably will once you start down that path, you'll start consuming more knowledge. You don't mm. have to be super tight on all this stuff. You don't have to, you know, just, just start making healthier choices and that can start literally tomorrow. I can start today. I mean, you know, there's still time in the day. I could still get a workout in. I could still, uh, eat make better choices for my meal and, and just commit to doing something healthy every day and, and then talk to the, do some research or, or, you know, reach out to Terry at silverback nutrition and, and get some help dialing it in and really making some gains uh anything else terry
1: no i i just like i said i, I think you know of, of everything we've talked about i think that the most crucial thing is like that, that step one taking that first step yeah you know it, it doesn't matter it could li- it could literally be the first step in your journey could literally be throwing on your boots your winter coat and walking around the block because you've never done it you know what i mean like right we are all different shapes and sizes and and you alluded to it earlier in the conversation it's like you know what what am I capable of at this point? You know, maybe a year from now, you're capable of more, but right now, what am I truly capable of, you know, be realistic with your goals, but, but reach out to people. And if you find accountability is what you're lacking, then, then reach out, you know, whether it's someone like me or someone like you, I mean, you're, you know, I don't know how much coaching you do, but I've seen you lift and you're proficient in what you do. It's like, you know, ask Tim Mullen, like he, he knows what he's doing. You know, there's, there's lots of people that can help. You just got to be willing to ask them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Audience, start today if you can. So yeah. just do something. Go for an extra long walk, break out into a jog every now and then. You know, I um, I didn't crush myself when I got back in the gym. I didn't, uh, you know, push myself to the limit. I eased back into it. I just wanted to build up that habit. And, um, you know, if, if you just do a little bit, commit to doing something every day when it comes to fitness and diet, uh, you'll start to make improvements. You'll start to feel better and you'll start to want to do even more of that stuff uh, because you want more of that heroin. It's like, uh, you know, it feels good, right? (laughs) Chasing chasing, chasing the dragon. (laughs) Anyways, listen, folks, uh, I'm going to put Terry's information down below. If you want to reach out to coach Terry and silverback nutrition and have them help you. Like I say, if, if you're thinking about it, and you're thinking about doing it in the new year no no do it tomorrow call terry tomorrow uh reach out to him make that first step you know just do it don't uh don't don't hold yourself back terry thanks for coming on the tim moan show and sharing some of your knowledge maybe uh one of these days we'll have you on uh for for a live stream so people can yeah. ask questions in real time and absolutely go that way but uh, appreciate you coming on
1: thanks timmy appreciate any time buddy
0: Awesome.